The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. Jumping back into one of the most important and truly one of my favorite topics inside fitness, we are dedicating today to nutrition. And some of you might be rolling your eyes saying, oh, that's the worst part. And you are absolutely right about that. Nutrition is not only the worst part of fitness, it is the hardest part about fitness. And I say that because I am a foodie at heart. And as much as you can absolutely enjoy all of your favorite foods and drinks while on your fitness journey, there does need to be a balance. And that balance cannot consist of pizza, ice cream, cookies, cake, you name it every single day of the week, as long as you get your ass to the gym. It doesn't work like that. And for years of my journey, I thought it did. And for years of my journey, I saw absolutely no progress. So as a little reminder to any of my listeners out there, if you are struggling to see the results you want to see or worse, any results at all, it is more than likely coming down to your nutrition. What you put in your body, guys, is everything. It'll determine your energy levels. It'll determine your muscle mass, your body fat percentage, your mood, your hormones, your brain's ability to function the way it needs to function. All of it comes down to what you put in. And when we start to recognize that, yes, the workout component and kicking ass while you're in the gym is important. It's not everything. Nutrition is 23 hours of the day. Your workout is one hour. Pair the two together. Which one do you guys think plays a bigger role in seeing the results you want to see? It is your nutrition. And when I'm talking about nutrition and I'm talking about food, it cannot be as simple as just eat healthy if your goals are any bit more specific. If your goal is to just feel healthy, you're good to go. You have to match the goal with the action, always. So if your goal is very specific, as in I want to be X amount of body fat percentage, I want to lift X amount of weight in the gym, I want to see striations through my shoulders, I want to lose X amount of weight, I want to be stronger than I, if those are your goals and there's a sense of specificity to them, you have to apply that same sense of specificity to your nutrition. And what I mean by this is tracking your dang food. And I hated tracking for a very long time. And the first thing I always hear whenever I'm talking to friends, family, new clients, anyone on Instagram, whenever I bring up the T word, tracking, all of a sudden people shut down. It's so restrictive. Oh my gosh, I don't want to be obsessed with my food. I think that's ridiculous. It's blah, 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 blah. And 99% of the time, the people who have that take on tracking, either A, have never even done it before, which I think is bizarre. How do you have that strong of an opinion on something you've never even tried? Or B, we're doing it wrong. And me personally, I was doing it wrong for a very long time and I hated it. It was restrictive. It was obsessive. It was confusing. I didn't understand what the fuck I was trying to do because I didn't understand what targets I was trying to meet. And that's like trying to solve a puzzle when you don't know what the big picture is. That's pretty damn impossible. So knowing the big picture, knowing what your macro goals need to be and the nutrition targets you need to hit very much allows you to create a better path from point A to point B and doing that on a regular basis with the food that you are eating. And it has to happen. You are not going to lose weight by accident. You are not going to build muscle by accident. You are definitely not going to see the both of those things occur with body recomp changes and all of a sudden you look like a million bucks and it's a totally new you by accident. 
nutrition needs to be at the forefront of your priorities moving forward if your goals in fitness are to take your shit to the next level. And I know a lot of you. I know my audience and I know a good deal of you guys out there are like, fuck, yes, I do want to take my shit to the next level. I'm not okay being average. I'm not okay with average goals or an average physique or average approach to my day-to-day. I want excellent. I want greatness. I want the ability to feel like a fucking million bucks from the second I wake up to the second I go to sleep. And guess what? You can do that as long as you are willing to put in the work for your nutrition. The gym is separate. It does still matter. You guys know I've talked about that all the freaking time. A recent episode even on how to just take that training to the next level. Now, if you can take that training to the next level and you can take your nutrition to the next level with it, holy shit, you're in store for some amazing results moving forward. And truly, I think you're gonna start to actually enjoy fitness a whole lot more. So why tracking? Tracking allows you to know exactly what it is that you are putting in your body. And I mean that in a very specific sense of macronutrients, micronutrients, complex carbs, how much fiber, how much sodium. And the further along you get on your journey, it does start to feel overwhelming because it's like, wow, there's a lot of things I can be paying attention to. And don't let that stray you away from starting. Everyone has to start somewhere. So if you've never tracked before, you've never cared about nutrition before, you've never even thought to think, you know, is there protein in this meal? That's okay. I was there. Everyone was there. You have to start there in order to be able to build. And Rome was not built in one day. Tracking is not mastered in one week. It's going to take some time and do not expect yourself to be an expert from day one. So why do we track? We track to get more specific. And a lot of times too, you need to be hitting specific macro goals in order to see the changes that you want to see. It's not just about, you know, oh, I did eat some protein today. Okay. How much protein? Okay. When was the timing of the protein placed? How frequently throughout your day? What were the sources of protein? Did you have four different protein bars or did you have chicken, turkey, and ground beef? Like these things matter. And until it's all mapped out on paper, you don't really know shit. And I always like to compare tracking calories, macros, my fitness pal, all of that. I like to compare it to banking and budgeting and saving. If you are trying to save $100, but you are not keeping track of what you're spending on, what you're saving, what's coming in versus what's going out, how do you have any idea after a month if you actually will have saved $100? You don't know. You might be able to guess. And you know, there were a couple of days in there you did save and a couple of days in there you did decide to not go buy some Starbucks. Like we might kind of know, but like it's going to be a shot in the dark. And if you're not getting specific with tracking your macros, then how do you know if you're going to lose those five pounds? How do you know if you're eating the right amount to see your goals come true? Like you don't know. So if you can budget and save and be smart financially, and that makes sense to you because it does to a lot of people, this should make sense as well. And just because you created a budget doesn't mean you stick to it 150% every single day of the week, every week of the year, totally obsessive, totally restricted. I can't buy this because no, there's circumstances that pop up. There's so-and-so's birthday. You splurged a little bit on a gift for you decided to treat yourself to blank, but for the most part, you follow a budget. And for the most part, that budget will get you to where you want to be. Nutrition is the same thing. You do not need to follow your calories every single fucking day to a T all the time, every single week of the year in order to get to where you want to be. But you do need to do it a majority of the time in order to save that $100, in order to lose that five pounds. So don't get in your head about thinking, holy shit, now I need to be perfect with this because you don't. Everything is allotted a little bit of variance as far as how frequently you hit it on the head. Nutrition is no different. 
So personally, I like to track. I actually have always really been tracking through my fitness pal. I downloaded my fitness pal like back in college. And again, when I first started, it was so restrictive. My fitness pal told me to eat 1200 calories. Me being competitive, I said, fuck it. I'll eat 1100. I'm going to beat it. I'm going to eat less. Watch me. Watch me do it. And I thought that that was the answer to the physical goals that I had. Mind you, my physical goals were to get stronger. So like, yeah, 1100 calories, you know, not really going to cut it. So it was restrictive, but that was where I started. I didn't know what I was really trying to hit. I didn't really know what protein was or why I needed it. I just, it told me to eat a certain amount. And you know, in my head, peanut butter was protein. So I'll eat a bunch of peanut butter. And I don't know, I'm just going to track that in as like a tablespoon. Meanwhile, I'm like six spoonfuls deep into the Skippy jar. Like it became so disruptive to my views on nutrition because I didn't know why I was doing it. I really didn't. So before you start tracking, recognize what your goal is and make sure it aligns with that. Now, using my fitness pal, I think is pretty easy. I would say just like anything, it's a learning curve. Um, but recently, actually, I've been tracking my food a lot more through the first form app um, because honestly, I, I thought my fitness pal was hard until I got used to it. And I'm like, that's a piece of cake. And then I switched over to the first form app and I honestly like it a lot better. Um, and it has like all these little pictures and stuff for like the food that you're tracking, which I just think is nice. And I'm a very visual person. So to the eye, like it just makes more sense when I'm tracking because I can almost like see my meal on there versus my fitness pal, which is just kind of like the text of each thing. Um, but regardless of what you use, it's important to get regular doing it. If you do want to use the first form app and start tracking through there, I will leave my link in the description of the episode. If you want to go ahead and get downloaded um, and start using that, you also have access to me for like announcements and questions. And if you need a couple pointers for like how you tracked something, like happy to help you guys as well. Um, my fitness pal does also have the option for the premium version where you have to pay for it. So there's pros and cons to whichever tracking app that you do decide to use. And honestly, the biggest reason that I switched over is I've always had the free version of my fitness pal. And then when they made it, you had to get premium in order to use the little scanner that pissed me off. So I switched over to the first form app because you can use the scanner in there. Um, and I just think that's easier. And, and honestly, guys, not a lot of my food is scannable because I'm like cooking in bulk or there's like a, I cooked up a ton of chicken breast, but when you are on the go or you are reading a menu or you are at the grocery store or whatever, wherever you are buying your food, like it's nice to be able to scan things in. Um, so that's another good feature there. But again, find what works for you. There's about a dozen tracking apps out there. Some of them are easier to use. Some of them are harder. Like find what works for you and stick with it because you and your tracking app need to become BFFs. And this is not like a frenemy situation. Like you truly do need to enjoy this at least a little bit because it's going to be time consuming at first, just like anything. You want to learn how to ride a bike? You're going to have to put in some hours. And eventually all you got to do is hop up on that bike and you're going. Boom, done. Took 30 seconds and you're, you're off on your trip. It's going to be the same thing for this. So get comfortable using it, pick one and stick with it. Um, and I want to share with you guys my favorite tips for how to make tracking, how to make macro tracking simple, simple, because I kid you not, it takes me like 36 seconds to log an entire day's worth of food, hit my macro targets. That's it. And tracking to me is so far off of my list of stressors because I have put in the time and effort and reps and energy to master it. And I want to show you guys how to do that. I want to make sure each of you knows what these tips are. And if you are already tracking and you're like, yeah, dude, it is kind of overwhelming and it is kind of hard to do. Like there's probably something you can be doing a little bit better or more efficiently uh, to make this a whole lot easier. So let's dive in. Tip number one to make this as simple as possible. You guys are going to learn the art of pre-logging. 
What is pre-logging? Pre-logging is logging in all of your food prior to you eating it. And the reason this is so helpful is because you can essentially create an entire day, even a week if you want to be crazy, of success in one go, so much so that you now don't need to do anything but follow that plan. Isn't it nice to have a coursework where you can kind of shut your brain off and you just follow it, right? When you're you're going on a cross-country road trip and you've got no fucking clue where you're going, you're not really stressed about which turns to take and which roads to take because the GPS has created the map for you. So all you do is put your foot on the gas and go ahead and follow it. It takes that enormous stressor out of the picture. Pre-logging does the same thing. So what does this look like? Essentially, before I go to bed at night, I will open up the first form app, I will tap on my nutrition, I will swipe to tomorrow, and I am going to be planning out each of the meals I plan on having. Once I do all that, I'm going to look, hey, hmm, did I hit my nutrition goals? Did I hit my calorie target? Did I hit my protein goal? Am I high on carbs? Am I low on fats? What's going on? And my first go at tracking all my food in for the day is just a rough guesstimate. Once I go look to see where I'm at, that's when I start to nitpick things a little bit. So I logged in breakfast, lunch, dinner. I got a snack in there as well. Awesome. And then I look and I say, oh, fuckity fuck. I'm short 25 grams of protein. My brain then goes, where can I add in these 25 grams of protein? I've got two options. I can either A, add a little bit more of each of the protein sources in my meals, or option B, add in something like a scoop of protein powder to hit that target. Oh shit, I'm out of protein powder. Cool. That means that I need to take a look at what I had for breakfast that consists of protein. Maybe I'm planning on having an egg white omelet. Instead of 100 grams of egg whites, I'm going to turn that little dial and I'm going to bump it up to 150 grams of egg whites. And then I shimmy on down to my lunch meal. And I was planning on having a turkey sandwich. Instead of two ounces of turkey on that sandwich that I had logged in initially, I'm going to bump it up to three ounces of turkey. And then maybe I'm going to head off to dinner and I'm planning on going and getting some steak or whatever. I don't know. Maybe my boyfriend's making something. Instead of having four ounces of steak, I'm going to have five ounces of steak. Once I make those adjustments, I then go look again. Where am I at for calories? Where am I at for protein? What's going on? Maybe all of those adjustments help me hit my protein goal perfectly. Maybe I'm shy by two grams. That's fine. I'm like, check, got that one figured out. Now I move on to carbs. And I say, oh crap, I'm actually really high on carbs today. So I have options. I can either dial down on the carbs at each meal, or I could just take the carb out of one of my meals entirely. I would prefer to keep carbs in every meal and just do a little less of it. So maybe instead of a cup of rice with lunch, I'll do a half a cup. Maybe instead of, you know, five ounces of pasta at dinner, I'll do four ounces. Little adjustments, and then I check where I'm at. So basically it's a trial and error, a check and switch and check and switch and check until you have reached your goals for all of your macro targets. The great part about doing all of this is you have done it ahead of time so you're not saying, oh crap, I already ate that turkey sandwich. Now I'm really low on protein for dinner. What am I supposed to do? You should never be running into that situation because all of your food should be logged in ahead of time and all you need to do is follow the plan. So once I am checked off on all my macros, things look sweet. I put my head on the pillow, I go to sleep and I wake up and essentially follow the menu that I have created for my day. And I hear this from clients all of the time with, can I have a meal plan? Can't you just tell me what to eat? Why can't you just give me a meal plan? I will not. I am so against meal plans because they are so restrictive. And what are you supposed to do if your best friend Susie Q invited you out to drinks and that's not part of the meal plan? And how are you supposed to navigate any of this? 
avoid all of that by creating your own meal plan for yourself with the foods you want to eat, the meals you have access to, when you're able to eat, how many meals a day you're able to eat by pre-logging it all in. And then, God forbid, if Susie Q does want to go grab drinks after work, all you need to do is log in those drinks and then maybe dial down a little bit on what you're planning on having for dinner. Boom, done. Your pre-log is not cemented into your nutrition for the day. It can be changed. But the less frequently you change it, the less thinking you have to do, the less annoying, and I'm doing air quotes right now, tracking is, and you never really have to touch it. You can be on your tracking app once a day, and that's it. And you will hit your macros every single day as long as you're following through on that plan. So anyone out there who is tracking who is not doing this, hopefully a gigantic light bulb above your head just went off and said, wow, that is going to be a game changer for me because I promise it will be. And if I don't do this, I do not know how to hit my macro targets. I'm going to be frazzled all day long. I'm going to be logging in my breakfast saying, is that enough of this? Am I going to be running short on that? And oh crap, now it's dinner and I need 50 grams of protein, but I'm out of carbs. And like, I don't really want to eat 10 ounces of chicken dry. Like avoid all of that nonsense by setting yourself up for success ahead of time. Tips number two and three are a lot more straightforward and kind of go hand in hand. And that is going to be saving meals on your app and repetition of meals while you are tracking your food. So what does that mean? Personally, I am a creature of habit. I eat very similar meals pretty frequently because when I like what I like, I repeat it until I don't want to repeat it anymore. And it's usually a long time. For example, my protein oats, they are near and dear to my heart. There are a few things in this world I enjoy more than a warm bowl of chocolatey collagen protein oats with peanut butter drizzled on top. If you don't know, go check my Instagram. We are in love for sure. With that being said, if I know I'm going to have my protein chocolate oats every single day, I'm not going to kill myself tracking the collagen, the oats, the peanut butter, the blueberries on top, the apples. Like, that's a headache. I don't want to be doing that. But if I know I'm having the same thing every day and I logged it all in on Monday, what I'm going to do is hit save meal. And I'm going to name it Bay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to name it my protein oats so that when it comes to pre-logging that night for the next day and I'm trying to log in what I want for breakfast and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm having my protein oats in the morning. I'm already excited about it. All I have to do is hit meals and paste it in. I'm not worried about logging five, six, seven, eight different ingredients for that meal because I already have it saved. Now, good news is, for example, if your nutrition targets change, but you still love your protein oats, you can log that in and then just adjust maybe the amount of oats you're using so that the carbs are a little bit higher and the meal has a little bit more calories, right? You can adjust these things, but it's nice to be able to just kind of paste it in as one of your staples. So if you have a few staple meals where you just, you know you and you're always eating that, save it as a meal on your app so you can log it in in two clicks instead of searching and writing and pasting and all of the different ingredients. So going into tip number three is repetition. It is okay to eat similar meals frequently. I will say with my whole gut health journey, you do not want to be eating the same meals all the time, every day, no matter what. You do need variety in your diet, but that does not mean you need to rework everything. Variety in your diet could mean switching up the veggie that you have with dinner. Variety could mean switching up the protein source that you're using for lunch or adding in a different vegetable. Like these things are small tweaks that will give you a better uh, range of micronutrients that help your body with your energy levels, your immune system, your gut health, your digestion, all of these things. That does not mean you need to switch your meals every single day. So save it as a meal if it's a staple that you have and be okay repeating it. Be okay repeating the same dinner for two, three days in a row because that's what you cooked up for the week. Like repetition is okay. And if you have them saved, it makes tracking way easier. 
Heading into tip number four, when you are pre-logging, or even if you're not pre-logging, log your protein sources in first. I don't know how many times I've heard, both from clients and myself, kicking myself with this one, that I can't hit my protein goal. It's so hard to hit my protein goal. I try everything and I can't hit my protein goal. And my question is, are you planning on those protein meals first? Like, are you planning to add in those things first? If the answer is no, then you're almost doing yourself a disservice. Like when you are pre-logging in, your mindset should go, okay, what am I having for breakfast? Okay, where's the protein? Probably not going to be having, I don't know, salmon and steak and whatever for breakfast. You're probably going to have something like eggs or egg whites or Greek yogurt for your protein source. Maybe doing a scoop of protein powder in your oats. That should be the first thing you log for that meal. And then when you go on to lunch, you should say, where is the protein in this meal? Log that in. Same thing for dinner. And if you can do that first, you're going to have a much easier time actually hitting the protein goal um, instead of feeling like you're running short every single night and needing to snack on chicken. There are really no high protein snacks, you guys. If you're snacking on something, snack on something you want to snack on. Pretzels, chips, granola, trail mix, fruit. Those things are snacks. Chicken, not a snack. Ground beef, not a snack. Do more of those proteins at your meals to avoid having to find a high protein snack to help you hit your target. Hit your target with your meals and then snack on the shit you want to snack on. Now, I know some people are going to get annoyed with this one as well because I get the eye rolls and now where it's getting too complicated, use a food scale. Tracking your macros and using a food scale should be synonymous. Like one really can't exist without the other because how do you actually know what you're tracking if you're not weighing it out? Like nobody's brain can just spit an eyeball, you know, uh, 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 that's about four ounces. Okay, is it about four ounces or is it four and a half? Is it 4.7? Is it 3.8? Like you don't know. You don't know. And as you are getting better and better at tracking, you should be like logging everything in as grams, ounces, fluid ounces, milliliters versus cup tablespoon, you know, half a cup, because it's not as accurate. And I did this on Instagram a while ago in a reel as well, where it's like the back of the oats, you know, go back, going back to my protein oats that I have all the time. The back of the oats container says that a half a cup is 40 grams. And then it displays all of the macros for my half a cup of oats. The problem is if you scoop out a half a cup of oats with your half a cup measuring cup, and you put that on a food scale, I think it came out to be almost 60 grams of oats. So if you're doing that every day, you're eating an additional 10, 20, 30, 40 plus grams of carbs that you don't even know about. So the food scale allows you to be accurate, which in my opinion makes tracking easier. How do you know what you're eating for dinner if you didn't weigh it out? Like how you're logging in four ounces of chicken and that helps me hit my protein for the day. And then you just plop a piece of chicken on your plate. Like, no, you got to know it's got to be four ounces. Like, and it gets as simple as put your food scale on the kitchen counter, put your plate on top of it and just put your ingredients on top. It does not need to be super complex. It does not need to be super restrictive. If anything, using my food scale helps me to make sure I'm eating enough. Because when I'm serving myself chicken, I'm not, you know, a, a, a heavy pourer with that. Like I'm not giving myself extra chicken. I'm going to give myself not enough because I don't really want to be eating the fucking chicken anyway. So using the food scale and I'm like, ah, oh, that looks about good. I'm like, oh, I'm at 2.2 ounces. All right. Like, nope, I need four ounces in order to recover from my workouts, in order to build muscle, in order to feel full from this meal. Let me make sure I have enough on my plate. And I've heard this from so many clients as well with using that food scale has opened up their eyes to how much they used to typically under eat 
because their big dinner that they thought they were having, once they started to weigh it out and track it in, was like 150 calories, which you guys, that's like a snack. That's barely a snack. Never mind a dinner, never mind refueling after a workout. And a lot of the results that you're not getting in your journey now are being left on the table. And this is all making sense. So accuracy is the name of the game. Again, it doesn't have to be perfect. If you go out somewhere, you don't need to bring your food scale. If you are going on a three-week vacation, yeah, maybe bring it. If you're away for the weekend, leave it at home. Because the more that you get in tune with seeing that chicken on the food scale, on your plate, you know that's four ounces, you know it's five ounces, you know it's a 15 milliliters, whatever. Now when you're going out and about and you're living your life and you're serving yourself food at your best friend's bridal shower, you can kind of know what a normal portion size would be. Without tracking, without the food scale, without any of that nonsense, you now have the education behind you to be able to better make decisions in your everyday life. You know how to better eat and order at restaurants because of that education. And all of this is is helping you to be able to live a more hands-off, healthy lifestyle in the future. But in order to be hands-off, we have to be hands-on. We got to keep the training wheels on before we go out and we ride the two-wheeler. This is the training wheels. And the training wheels, sure as shit, will get you to your goal a hell of a lot faster than you just trying to ride the two-wheeler and continuously falling off and scraping your knee and you hit your elbow. And let's avoid all of that by getting really good at doing all of this first. And with that natural progression kind of leads me to tip number six, which is kind of sticking with the basics. And I don't mean to say you have to eat really boring meals in order to be successful in fitness because you don't. But if you are new to tracking, new to macros, new to protein in your meals, new to food scales, all of this, don't overcomplicate it by coming up with some absolutely extravagant recipe that you're now like, how in the world do I track that? Because my answer, I don't know. I just, I I don't know. I don't even have the head to try to figure that out. And the reason for that is because simplicity can be really helpful when you are starting out. So think of it like this. When you are pre-logging and you're asking yourself, what do I want for breakfast? What do I want for lunch? I don't know what to have for dinner. Pick a protein, pick a carb, pick a fruit or veggie, and then pick some sort of sauce. And I always say the sauce component because everybody always says, well, do I just eat it dry? You don't have to. You can. If you want to put ketchup on there, log in some ketchup. If you want to put some, I don't know, marinara on there, do it. Like you can do all these things, but just keep it separate versus having this giant vat of homemade lasagna that you now have no idea how much to actually track in from that one piece that you're bringing for lunch with you. At the beginning, keep it simple. Log a protein, log a carb, pick a fruit or veggie, log in a sauce. And then again, I always get asked, what about the fat component? Usually your fats will accumulate throughout the day just from the food choices that you are eating. But if you are notoriously low on your fat intake, add that in as well. So when you're asking yourself, hmm, what should I have for breakfast? Follow that order. Okay, pick a protein. All right, cool. Uh, Eggs. Awesome. Pick a carb. Mm, English muffin. Okay, pick a fat. Well, I know that the eggs that I'm eating are protein and fat. All right, but I could pick another fat. Let's add some avocado to that toast. Pick a fruit or veggie. Ooh, let's do some blueberries on the side. Pick a sauce. Nah, I don't really need sauce. Maybe hot sauce on my my eggs. Honestly, I don't track my hot sauce. I don't need to. Um, So that's that right? Protein, carb, veggie, fruit, fat, sauce, if you need it. Then you move on to the next meal. Okay. What am I having for lunch? All right. Where's the protein? Ooh, turkey. Where's the carb? Mm, I'm going to have two slices of Ezekiel bread. Okay. Log in the fat. Ooh, let's do a little mayo on the sandwich. Log in a sauce. That's kind of the mayo. Boom. We're done. We just need the fruit or veggie on the side, which you could put like tomatoes and shit on your sandwich, or you could do a side of an apple, whatever. 
If you do that same pattern of thinking for every meal, you will be so set for success and so happy with your food and hitting your macros all the time. You won't even have to wonder why people hated tracking in the first place because it is just that damn simple. And then if you are heading off to work for the day and you got to pack all these meals with you, I would recommend packing them all together the night before. So you can have your food scale out because you're not going to bring it with you to work and you're going to have your two slices of bread on your, on your plate and it's going to be on the food scale and you're going to weigh out your three ounces of turkey for that sandwich that you logged in. And you're going to weigh out your, I don't know, 15 grams, milliliters, whatever of mayo that you logged in that made work for your macros. So you're assembling the meals after you already have essentially the recipe on MyFitnessPal or whatever app you're going to be using. So if you are new to all of this and this is blowing your mind and way too overwhelming, start with just calories. Start by just trying to get good at logging your food in ahead of time. And once you get good at calories, add in calories and protein, then calories, protein, carbs, and fats, then start worrying about your fiber, then the sodium. None of that needs to be addressed until you master the basics first and getting your feet wet with tracking in general through the first form app, through my fitness pal, through a pen and paper. If you need to start there is so valuable for not just long-term progress in your fitness journey for long-term health, but mainly for nutrition education. Nobody ever, ever teaches us about nutrition, right? I never took like a nutrition specific class. Even if I did, actually, I did do one. I did a nutrition class in college, which I mean, speaks volumes. I didn't learn any of this. I don't even remember what I learned. But as far as like actual tangible advice to give to yourself for how to better approach your food intake for the day, this is so incredibly helpful. And it can be as simple as this. So take these six tips that I gave you and start applying it. And if it's overwhelming, take tip number one then add in one and two, then one, two, and three. It has to be in chunks. It has to be in pieces. And you have to be okay with putting in a little bit of effort right now in order to gain that momentum for it to be as easy as snap of the finger. I'm good in pre-log for the next day. I don't even have to think about it, which is why I don't have any issues at all tracking my food because it is such a minor inconvenience. It takes four and a half seconds at night and that's it. If I was scrambling to log everything in as I was eating it and I'm eating out all the time and I don't know how to log this and I'd say, fuck tracking. I don't want to do any of that bullshit. That's way too much. So make it easier on yourself by following these tips and practicing it over and over again. And as I said, if you do want to start tracking your food inside of the First Form app, I will leave the link for the app in the description of today's episode and you will be linked like under me so I can see what's going on and I'm happy to help you guys with any questions that you have. But thank you so much as always for tuning in and I hope this was a little piece of nutrition advice that maybe you needed or you didn't know that you needed heading into the rest of your week and especially this weekend because macros do not sleep on the weekend. And these actions should still be applied as you are continuing to grow and learn and develop through your fitness journey.